welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 78. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And uh, it's good to be here. How are you, Fisher? Everything okay? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Jimbo. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Um, glad, good to see you've made an effort for Halloween. Uh, well, I think you'll find I've put a black top on. What more can you ask for? <laughs> when, when I message you saying, Fisher, do something for Halloween. Have something in the background, put something scary on. What's going on here? Uh, well, I've got I've got more of a spotlight type feel to the lighting in this episode. Um, should, I, should I just sat here with a bed sheet over my head and pretend what? to be a ghost? Possibly, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But Obviously, anyway, you've gone to some fairly decent lengths to um, to dress for Halloween for anyone who's listening as, a, as an audio listener as opposed to watching this. As always, you've got, uh, oh, it, it's it's uh, yeah. So to those that can't see us, it's skele- It's a skeletal theme. I've got a skeleton T-shirt on, a skeleton face inspired by Coco, which is uh, one of my. Uh, Favourite newest Disney films, I should say, by the way. And as well as it being skeletal on the front of the T-shirt, it's also... Skeletal on the back. Thanks, Fisher, because I was away from the microphone yeah, now, yeah. actually. I can't uh, say that myself, but there you go, yeah. So, a very skeletal theme going if, on. If you close your mouth, your mouth looks a bit like an American football. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. The stitching on it, yeah, so uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, anyway. There um, we go. Just, just to point out, Fisher keeps, uh, if anyone wondering why, we had the same problem last week, but Fisher keeps sort of jumping around the screen a little. Not It's not your Do fault, I? Fisher, you are sitting still, but for some reason, every now and again, you jump out of position, but we're all right. We've got, we've, we've, we've kind of got you back in, in position. I think that'll do. Uh, anyway, we haven't done the title of this podcast. The title of this episode is, it's episode 78, of course, and with it being Halloween themed, this Halloween special, it's, who are you going to call Boris Johnson? You know, for reporting your neighbours and stuff like that when they've been uh, naughty course, and stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of what what we're doing anyway. Again, you're jumping all over the screen for sure. I don't know why it is, but uh, I'm trying my best to to get you in position, uh, but I can't seem to. I could I could make you really fat or really big, I think. But anyway, we'll we'll do as best. I... Are you ready anyway, Fisher? Maybe I can try and sort it out while we've got this on. So here you go. Here's the episode song of the week. Who are you gonna call? Boris Johnson. If there's meeting a seven in your neighbourhood, who are you going to call? Boris Johnson! If there's a pub saving drinks, but with no food, who are you going to call? Boris Johnson! I ain't afraid of no virus. afraid of no virus if your best mate goes to see their nan who are you gonna call Boris Johnson your neighbors are having a garden party who are you gonna call Boris Johnson I ain't afraid of no virus. I ain't afraid of no virus. So there you go. Um, 
waiting for no virus. That was uh, the obviously our version of Ghostbusters uh, for this episode title, episode 78, Who Are You Going to Call? Boris Johnson. Uh, big shout out to uh, Leanne, who noticed that we had episode 77 on our title on the Facebook Live right. image, and I've just managed to change it <laughs> mid-episode. Also, as I'm changing you as well, Fisher, I don't know why, but you keep flying around the screen, and I can't stop it. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know, know what's going on, but it'll make good viewing afterwards anyway. Um, so hopefully, perhaps it's, a, perhaps it's a poltergeist within the system, Jimbo. Possibly, who knows? Anyway, we'll we'll just crack on, shall we? There's the spooky things going on on Halloween. So, um, are we going to get? Do we get drinks first, or do we do we do as what we've been up to sort of thing? Oh, we need to talk about last week's episode. So we had more views last week and more listens and more everything all around. Um, mm, we did because. <laughs> I know you've vanished off screen again, Fisher. But we had more because we mentioned a sex tape, and this always happens whenever whenever we mention a sex tape on this podcast. Somehow we get more we get more views and listens, don't we? So I think last week I mentioned uh, Hulk Hogan and his sex tape, yes, yeah. and uh, we ended up with more views because of that. So we've decided that every week, if we mention a sex tape, we'll be all right for his uh, viewing and listening figures, won't we? I mean, at minute, people yeah, are just going to be tuning in to watch you flying around the screen, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it reminds me a bit, actually, because episode 78, uh, I think as we identified last time, um, the Fish Tank, a program that I used to do, or an internet video diary that I used to do years ago when I was a student at university, the highest ratings I ever got in terms of views on a single episode was when I was talking about a sex type that's contained... Um, Allegedly contained Paul Jewell, former football <laughs> manager, if you remember that. Yeah, and the strangest uh, thing, whenever I go on the Waste of Webspace website and look at the views, a lot of the views still come because people are still looking for the Paul Jewell sex tape all these years later. Really? Wow. Yeah. So uh, I thought that we, it might be worth us talking about uh, Kim Kardashian's sex tape. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So, so what, have um, you seen it? It was... Um, <laughs> uh, as research, I watched it seven or eight years ago. Um <laughs> No, it's um, it's a 2000. It's the film is called Kim Kardashian Superstar, or sometimes simply known as Kim K Superstar. Right. It's a 2007 pornographic film featuring Kim Kardashian and her and the singer actor Ray J. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware that Ray J is uh, Snoop Dogg's cousin and also Snoop Doggy Dogg's cousin. Right. Okay. Um, obviously, <laughs> same person. Right. Um, uh, it's it depicts the pair of them having sexual intercourse in October 2002 while on vacation. In Cabo San Lucas. So this in this, this was with somebody um, Snoop Dogg's related to. I believe so. Yes, Ray J, who's a uh, who was a singer and actor. Did that? Think, did, did he also appear on uh, Celebrity Big Brother? Not sure, but did, but did that play any part of any positional decisions that they made in the sex tape? Uh, are you suggesting that they had sex in Snoop Doggy style? <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, part of your research is that uh, something that you discovered? <laughs> Not I'm aware of. It, uh, it lasts for 41 minutes, or uh, 94 minutes if you have the uncut version. Right. Uh, it, uh, they went on holiday for Kim Kardashian's 22nd birthday. Yeah. And um, she, was, she wasn't actually very well known at the time, apparently, Kim Kardashian. I think she was probably at the time best known um, as being Robert Kardashian's daughter. And obviously, Robert Kardashian, was he um, O.J. Simpson's defence lawyer? Oh, yeah. I think that's kind of initially how she had fame, and also as a someone who worked for Paris Hilton. Um, who so yeah, also had a sex that's tape. That's about it. So it was a, uh, well, don't talk about that just yet. We'll cover that in another video, oh, in right, another, okay, yeah. another episode, no doubt. We don't want to use all the casinos uh, chips, do we? Oh, but I've, I've googled it. There's, there's loads of them apparently, so we can get a good, <laughs> uh, a good sort of thirty episodes worth of mentioning these and get, and get the get the ratings up. Get the ratings up. 
Uh, but obviously, it's Kim, it was Kim Kardashian's 22nd birthday, and if you saw it, it was actually her 40th birthday. You know what? It's just, and... there's, there's constantly just news about the Kardashians. I just I can't keep up with him, to be honest. But um, hey. I've done my best. Uh, but her birthday, uh, she, did she get into a bit of a bit of trouble about the party? Is that right? Uh, she took a, a number of her friends to a an island somewhere, I think, in the Caribbean, uh, and had a 40th birthday party. But she said all her, all her te- friends had been COVID tested and self-isolated before going there, um, which means that when they got there, they didn't have to bother in terms of social distancing and all that sort of stuff. That sounds like more, prep- careless, more preparation really. than what some sport athletes put into going to a big event, making sure that they're ready and, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it does. It's, it seems a little bit over the top in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's had a bit of criticism as a result of it. Mm. So there we go. So what have you been up to anyway, Jimba? I have been, uh, well, just getting myself ready for today, really. I I spent so much time getting us ready that I got the episode number wrong. Um, You know, lots of preparation going in there, and you're still flying all around the screen. Uh, But other than that, no, just uh, not not the usual sort of stuff, really. Keeping a track of what sex tapes we should talk about to get more views in our, our, and listens and watches on our podcast and stuff like that. That kind of stuff. Fair enough. You know, uh, is it time to get drinks before we move on? Cool, on, let's get drinks on. Okay, so with it being Halloween, uh, I had to try and get something a little bit uh, Halloween related, and I have gone for this uh, from Wiper and True. Um, you probably won't be able to tell because it's it might be mirror images and all that, but it says Wiper and True, and it's got a scorpion on it, which is why I thought that out of all the beers I'd got in my collection, that might be the one that's most kind of linked to Halloween. So that's why I've gone with that one. It's a pale ale and it's the Hop Garden series and this is number three of that series. So uh, looking forward to trying that. 5.2%. I've got football straight after this. Um, so not only have I got to drink, um, and I, well, I don't have to drink, but obviously it's part of the podcasting, isn't it? Um, I've also got this on my face. I'm going to have to scrub like a madman, um, wash, cleaning somebody's very di- dirty toilet uh, to try and get this off my face before football. I'm going to be bright red, I imagine, at football. And then I'm going to play football and come off looking exhausted and be even more red. Well, you can just play with that face paint if you want. I mean, I'm sure people understand why you're doing it. Um, well, I'll be the only one out of about 20 people probably wearing face paint. I wonder if it'll work. I wonder if, it'll, I wonder if people won't come near me. I don't know. Say so you're feeling a bit, a bit pale. Absolutely, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, so anyway, on, on to my beer. Uh, it's my final Isle of Wight beer. Oh. From Goddard's Brewery. Does this mean you're going to have to um, go back to get some more? Uh, yeah, I'll go back in about 15 years' time, like I did uh, this time. Uh, so, obviously, do you want to have a guess what this is called? It's got a pun in the name, Jimbo. What's it called? Is it Fuggy? Because I think the last ones have been called Fuggy, haven't they? No, it's a pun on the Isle of Wight. All right. Is it uh, a white ale? Oh, isle, a, 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 a pale isle? Oh, you're, you're close. You're getting close. White ale? A, ale of white? Ale of White. Oh, thank well you. Yes. Ale of White. Got it at the seventh attempt. Well done, Jimba. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's blonde, hoppy, citrusy, and zesty. Um, Isle of White, born and brewed. Probably um, enough the ingredients the same as any other beer. Um, and it's an aromatic pale beer, long right. on citrus aromas and flavours. Mm-hmm. Originally brewed with long summer evenings in mind. We don't get many of those at the moment. Um, and now popular as an all-year-round session beer. So basically, you can have it in the summer or in the winter, whichever. That's handy. Um, yeah, who would have thought that as a marketing <laughs> point? Um, so yeah, that's about it. I'm going to. Uh, why not try it with the Mediterranean Mediterranean food, pasta, and dishes with olive oil? So there we go. It's worth thinking sure, about. I, I, didn't, I didn't have any of that for me tea tonight, unfortunately. But nonetheless, I will. Uh, I'll have it and see what it's like. Enjoy. 
So it's my show and tell this week. So we obviously each week we bring on an item and we've got got to have two stories about this particular item, haven't we? And where it's come from and so on. And we've got to try and trick each other into going for the wrong answer. So it's like one truth and a lie, all that kind of thing. Um, So this week I've got two items, which you might think is cheating a little bit. But it's not because I've got one reason for the two items, if you know what I mean. So yeah. So the the items represent my reason, which is a show and tell, if that makes sense. So are you ready for the two items? Item yep. number one, then, is this. Camcorder. Oh, Kim Kardashian sex type. <laughs> not Kim Kardashian's. <laughs> so do you know I've got a habit of sneaking into your house and taking your items? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so that that's one. The camera. Okay. And number two is this. Uh, I believe that is Flat Eric. Is that correct? That is, uh, is it Flat Eric, is it called? Flat Eric, yeah. Yeah. Now, there is, um, there's two little things for you to have a guess at here, Fisher. Both of these things have got something in common, okay? It's not okay. Flat, Flat Eric hasn't made a sex tape. Um, <laughs> both of these things have got something in common, okay? But also, one of these things was the th- first thing that I bought off eBay. Ah, right, okay, yeah. <clears throat> and so, that, so is that it? Yeah. So, which of yeah, these okay. things did I buy off eBay, and also, what of these two items got in common? Oh, right, okay, so, one of them was the first item you bought off eBay, and also, they've got something, are you going to give me a clue as to what they've got in common, or i have to try and guess that? Uh, maybe try and guess. Okay. There, there is so, something There is something quite um, related to the, to our episode number today, which we mentioned at the start of the episode, and in last week's episode. Okay. So, what have they got in common? Right. Uh, well, let's start off with... Um, did you buy a camcorder off eBay? Oh, did did you buy both of these off eBay, irrespective of whether or not I bought, one of them was your I first? bought one of them off eBay. You've got to tell me which is which. The first thing I bought off eBay. One of them is the yeah. first thing I bought off eBay. But did you buy the other one off eBay as well? Only one of them was bought off eBay. Okay, and the other one was bought from elsewhere. Or okay. or inherited or found or, or however it got yeah. into my but possession. Not purchased off eBay or stolen. Who knows? No. Um, so. Why did you buy? Why did you buy a camcorder? Or why did you acquire a camcorder? Uh, well, it was a time when, um, probably around the sort of two thousand and six, seven time, and I needed a new camera. Maybe, maybe a bit later on, eight or nine, maybe two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Need a new camera. Uh, got a bit fed up of using the tapes because we used to have tapes before we had sort of digital storage, if you remember that. And it was for yep. holidays and filming various things for Jimbo Studios at the time, which has kind of later become the Waste of Web Space collection of things that we've done over time. Uh, so that's why I got. I decided to purchase the camera because I needed a new one. Uh, have you filmed episodes of the? And Fish I was Tank a student. I was a, I was a student at the time, so obviously I was looking to make savings wherever possible. Um, yeah. And yeah, you mentioned the fish tank. Yep, this has been used to film the fish tank, which was what your yeah. your video series back from that started in two thousand six. Okay. Um, now was it two, I think it was two thousand seven actually. By the way, but never mind. Um, well, we started uni yeah. in two thousand six. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I started doing the fish tank in January 2007. Fair enough. So, January 2007, I think, is, is your A- Academic year, 2006-2007. Yes. <laughs> but if you look at the date, it was 2007. Um, <laughs> so, I suppose my my question could be, do you still use that camcorder? Oh, actually, no, my question is, the item that you did buy, did you buy it now, or did you bid for it? Um, I, I bidded for it, because it was back... I don't think there was really much of a buy now option all that time ago. It wasn't as common. eBay was mainly being used for the bidding side of things. Yeah. Okay. Um, how much did you pay for the camcorder? I can't 
can't remember. I think it might have been about £70 when buying it new would have been, or, you know, buying a new version of it would have been probably in the region of 150 at the time, maybe more. So if it, so if it was second hand, I mean, was there anything good on the on the uh, <laughs> digital? Uh, well, come camera to think about it, it, there was, there was a sick no money joke. <laughs> and actually, uh, I, I I recently dug it back out and I found on it that I'd got some stag do videos on it from Benidorm 2015, which was Rob yeah. Pete stag do in Benidorm, and I'd not done anything with the footage, so I had a bit of a video premiere this week um, featuring okay. that footage. So in terms of the flat Eric, yeah, uh, why did you want to get a flat Eric? Um, I don't know really. I think it was. Uh, I like the music video. Have you ever seen it before? It just goes. Yeah. Like that. It just sort of yeah bobs its head yeah. about. And yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's been something I've always struggled to throw away. And then uh, I was about to throw it away, and then my daughter Ada found it, and uh, she loves it. So I've decided to keep it. So it's one of those things I can't seem to get rid of. But also, again, what has it got in common? Camera. Um, what's it got in common? Well, have you ever used Flat Eric within some kind of video? Did it, he appear in the fish tank? He did appear in the fish tank, yeah. So you've you've managed to guess the kind of link there between the two items. So well done. <laughs> it did appear in the fish tank. I believe it was the the last one of the last episodes when you are getting um, psychoanalyzed and you're answering questions laid down and Flatterick sat in the background All right, before okay. you got eaten by um, before you got eaten by a dinosaur. Eaten by a dinosaur. That's how that's how you killed me off in the end, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, time travel. Um... I walked into your wardrobe claiming that uh, claiming I was walking into a time machine. Yeah. And I told an hilarious joke. He said, the time machine's not working. I said, oh, that's strange. It was working tomorrow. <laughs> um, so, which is the first one you bought from eBay? I'm going to say, I think, that, I think that you are too cautious and too sensible in terms of buying electronic items. You would not buy it off eBay as your first ever item. I think you'll buy that kind of thing from Curry's or PC World. And instead, you would buy a flat Eric off of eBay. So you're going with that one? Flat Eric, yeah. That is correct. Flat Eric was the first item that I bought off eBay on a bid. Uh, Really, really wanted it. Not sure why. It was kind of that sort of time, 2006, 2007 time. Uh, probably got the camera a little bit after that. But yeah, they both got in something in common. I was scrambling around looking for something else that featured in the fish tank, like the old wetsuit or something like that, yeah. but uh, I couldn't find it. But uh, there we go. Uh, that's what they've got in common. They both appeared in uh, the fish tank, which we did. you did 78 original episodes of, which is the same number of pod- uh, of episodes that we're up to now. Yep, there we go. Works pretty well, didn't it? Happy with very that? Very good. Thank you very much, Jim <laughs> Yes. Okay, so before we move on to Fisher's feature, uh, we've got an apology of the week to make, haven't we? Uh, we have, yes. Uh, we've got an apology to Ralph Lauren. Uh, last week we were talking about Ralph, Ralph Lauren and we couldn't quite remember what his actual surname was. We, we knew that we? we were talking about real celebrity names, weren't we? And in a previous episode we mentioned that Ralph Lauren's got actually a, an embarrassing uh, second name, hasn't he? Um, and I, I incorrectly said last week that it was or incorrectly remembered, that it was Ralph Schitzlinger. <laughs> or Ra- Ralph Schitzling. I've done it again. Uh, yes, yes. And, and it wasn't. isn't his name. Uh, his original surname is Lifshitz. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, 
it was originally called Ralph Lipschitz, which is probably not the most amazing surname to have, and understandably changed something else. But nonetheless, it's it not referred to. His original name was not Ralph Schitzlinger, so it, it, we apologise to him. You know, it does. It does need. Um, it does need. Yeah, exactly. It, it, need, it needs to be corrected. So there you go. Uh, a couple of other things. Headline. We've got a headline as well, haven't we? Which is from the Barnsley Chronicle, and we were, we were supposed to mention this last week, but we forgot. Um, the headline: Hermes, the delivery company, promises to deliver one thousand three hundred jobs to Barnsley. Which is fine, hey. but we just recommend that they, uh, or, or suggest that they try and get the deliveries right first. Yeah. I've just seen a lot of a lot of kind of uh, things on social media about them kind of getting their uh, parcels in all sorts of places not delivered properly and so on. So there you go. And then the what other, if, the, um, what, yeah. if, what if Barnsley's not in? Exactly. Are they going to deliver it to Rotherham instead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a thousand three hundred jobs there, you go. Yeah, or, or, or Barnes has got to go and pick them up from Rotherham. Yeah, go to local post office to collect it. Um, and then finally, I suppose it's a cancelled event of the week. We should have started this during the start of COVID, shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. So, do you want to go uh, with it? This is an event. It's an event very close to our heart, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because we did a quiz about this a few years ago, um, and it was uh, UK Sausage Week. The 2020 version of UK Sausage Week has been cancelled. So we're very sad to hear that because of COVID nineteen. Thing is, if they made long enough sausages, like two meter sausages, they could still have they could separate people yeah. up by by the length of a two meter sausage, so that people wouldn't need to go near each, and they could still host the event safely, possibly. Yeah, um, and when you wanted to pack it away, you could if it was a Cumberland sausage, you could curl it up like a tape measure and take it with you. <laughs> exactly. Good idea. What are people moaning about? Get, get the event exactly. going. Get get let's get sausage week going. Yes, so All right then. So uh, Fisher, you've got a you've been doing for the last few weeks. You've been the, doing these ign- uh, ignoble prizes, haven't you? These uh, sort of the, the sort of national. Well, it's not so it's a worldwide thing, isn't it? So you've got the Nobel Peace Prizes, the Nobel Prize for this and science and all that kind of thing. But the ignoble prizes are like basically stupid awards for people who've done silly research and things like that. Aren't they? And uh, effectively, yes, you yeah. did. You, you started off doing the twenty nineteen ones, was it? Uh, 2020. 2020. And, uh, 2019 last week, and now I'm on to 2018. Okay. So what have you got for us this week, then? So what have I got? Uh, I've got 10, 10 awards that were given out in 2018 to various people for varying degrees of incompetence and stupidity. Uh, so I suppose my question is, sort of, what did they do to win the awards? And there's a couple of options on each one, and uh, we'll try and try and see how you do, Jimbo. So first up, what did Mark Mitchell do to win the award for medicine? Is it for using roller coaster eyes to try and hasten the passage of kidney stones? Or... Was it for researching whether people that ate liver had healthier livers? Um. So he <laughs> he was looking into what his second one. He's looking into whether eating liver helps you have healthier livers. Yes. Yeah. Because liver is one of the organs that regenerates. Isn't it? Yeah, but I don't think it regenerates by eating someone else's liver <laughs> or an animal's liver, and then kind of like adds a little bit itself. <laughs> obviously, so just... yes, pe- people kind of sort of liver damage. It can repair itself, but obviously, it is a it's a strange food, isn't it, liver? Because I think if you eat liver. What animal is it actually from? Yeah, true. Because they don't specify that, do you? If you just ordered like a liver and onions pie, no, you don't ask what what's the liver from, do you? Yeah. I presume it's cow or pig or sheep or something, but I don't know. Do they all taste the same? It could be a liver puddle, and who knows? Could be anything. <laughs> Boris Johnson got his way, but it would. <laughs> uh, so the first one again. Uh, for using roller coaster rides to try and hasten the passage of kidney stones. So to loosen so them. I'm assu- 
uh, yeah, I'm assuming that kind of forces the kidney stones through you. You tend to get them when you're older, don't you, kidney stones? Uh, I think so, but I suppose that probably applies to the vast majority of medical conditions. And and is it true? I mean, it might not be true, but do you get kidney stones when you? Is it is it is it male? Wrong wrong choice of words. But is it largely overweight people that get, <laughs> that get kidney stones, or is it is it kind of a mixture of anybody? Uh, I don't know. I've I, I only really know one person who's had them before, um, and I, yeah, I, it, this was a good sort of twenty years ago, probably, and. Um, I don't think it was very nice him having kidney stones. Stop eating stones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And kidneys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they were trying to regenerate the kidneys by uh, eating kidney stones. Yeah. Anyway, let's go then with the first one that he he ate. Roller coasterized. Yeah. Yes, you'd be correct. Well done. So what did Thomas Person do to win the award for anthropology? Was it for collecting evidence in a zoo... That chimpanzees imitate humans about as often and about as well as humans imitate chimpanzees. Or was it for studying whether tigers react more positively to a carton of Frosties containing a picture of a tiger on the front <laughs> compared to a carton of cornflakes that don't? <laughs> well, the cornflakes have got a, a cock on the front, haven't they? Not that kind of cock. Um, yeah. But so, so it's whether the tigers preferred Tony the Tiger to a, to a pretty average a non-Tony looking, the Tiger. Yeah, yeah to, a, to a cock. Um, or whether monkeys imitate, or chimps imitate humans for as, as much time as we spend imitating a chimp. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't remember last time I imitated being a chimp. And I've got yeah, a, not too sure. I've got a, a three-year-old daughter, so it's the kind of thing you you do into it to make children laugh. But I've never, I've still yeah. not done that. Um, yeah, you can you can tell the joke that I tell about chimpanzees, uh, which is oh well, the, the two monkeys in the bath, and one said to the other. <laughs> <laughs> Two said, why put a bit of cold water in? <laughs> oh, dad jokes are the best. Um, I'm gonna... mo- what does a monkey cook its meat under? <laughs> Go on. A griller. <laughs> uh, how do... what, does a... what does a monkey cook healthier meat under? A George Foreman griller? Yes! <laughs> Should we keep going? Uh, no. Okay. I think that's probably us, uh, us done. Anyway. Joke, joke's done. Okay, uh, let's, let's go yeah. with... I, I, I hope it's the second one, <laughs> uh, but I think it's going to be the first one, the one imitating, uh, the, the chimps imitating humans. Uh, yes, you'll be correct, well done. <laughs> what did Paul Beecher do so, to win the award for say, I like these questions, they're great. Hey, well, you've got two out of two so far, so well yeah. done. Uh, what did Paul Beecher do to win the award for biology? Was it for identifying that toads like fire, but frogs don't? Or was it for demonstrating that wine experts can reliably identify by smell the presence of a fruit fly in a glass of wine? All oh, right, I think I, re- I think I remember this research. To be fair, if it's about frogs and toads, yeah, I remember it. I, I read it. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's poor as well. Um, so it's whether frogs and toads, one of them scared of fire, the other one isn't. All right. So, so, uh, sorry, I think I missed a joke then when he, oh. when he said I read it. Was that making the sound of a? That was a read it. Well done. I was gonna say. I, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna continue and say. I thought it was riveting. <laughs> uh, but never mind. Right. Okay. So uh, yeah, I reckon it was the toads. Uh, no, no. The, no uh, so there was the toads. One scared of fire. Frogs not scared of fire. All the other way around. And what was the other one? Yeah. Uh, the other one was uh, that wine experts can work out whether there is a fruit fly in their glass of wine just by smelling it. A fruit fly. Yeah. Um. 
I'm 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 gonna go with the first one again. Total Art Fire yeah. and Frogs Down. Yep. You'll be incorrect, unfortunately. Yeah, well yeah. Um so next up, what did Paula Roma uh, Romara do to win the award for chemistry? Again, probably worth pointing out that all of these award winners won them as a combined award with other people, but I just want to mention one name as opposed to all of them. Um, so what did what did she do to win the award for chemistry? Was it for measuring the degree to which human saliva is a good cleaning agent for dirty surfaces? And that is our coronavirus starts, I think you'll find. Um, <laughs> or is it for studying how difficult the blood of different animals is uh, to be washed out of p- different people's clothes? So sorry. Is it for studying how difficult the blood of different animals was being washed out of people's clothes? Um, so so the, comparing which which animal, yeah, so is a cat's blood easy to wash out than a dog's blood and all that kind yeah. of thing? Uh, yes. Okay, or what was the other one? Uh, the first one was measuring the degree to which human saliva is a good cleaning agent for dirty surfaces. <laughs> Probably at this point in time is maybe well, not a clever bit of research. They say things like, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but they say that like urine or urine is good as a good cleaning fluid. Uh, I've never tried it. Well, they try it in public toilets all the time. <laughs> um, based on that research, oh, well. I don't think it works. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's go with the second one about the animals. Animals' blood. No, you've been correct. It was saliva and cleaning. I suppose if it was the first one, it'd be like, well, how do they get the animal so on? Nice, would it? Point. Yeah. Cruelty to animals and all that. I'm sure you can obtain it naturally somewhere along the lines. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, so next up, what did Thea Blacker do to win an award for literature? Was it for ranking other languages in terms of how easy they are to understand for an English speaker with no knowledge of the foreign language? Or was it for documenting that most people who use complicated products do not read the instruction manual? <laughs> Which I'm sure we've all been there in terms of the instruction manual. It's all about YouTube now, though, isn't it? Like, I, I tend to yeah. go straight to YouTube if I need, know how to do something rather than follow... Because the instruction... Let's face it, especially, like, is it Ikea? Y- you can't... You look at the instruction manuals and it's just... It's just pictures, isn't it? You, you don't... It's, they're not really that helpful. If it's Ikea... Use the Allen key, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, they just, they, that, it just looks to... like a five-year-old's drawn the instructions. Um, uh, Swedish five-year-old. Yeah. Um, Let, let's go it, with, it does a little bit, yeah. Let's go with the uh, instructions one, then. Instruction manual, you'll be correct. Well done. So instruction manuals classed as literature? Uh, well, I presume so. I mean, it's quite a... It's probably. I suspect they probably try and work out what someone's done, then try and fit an award around them, to be fair, in, the, in these areas. Um, what did James Cole do to win the award for nutrition? Was it for testing whether people gain more weight if they ate their dessert before their main meal? Or was it for calculating that the calorific intake from a human cannibalism diet is significantly lower than calorific intake from most traditional meat diets? So they were looking at... The, so, the, the, so the first one was whether eating a dessert before your main meal, so doing it the opposite way around, is actually healthier or better for you, in a sense. Yep. And the second one was looking at cannibalism and whether that's yep. less calories than having a normal um, diet. Yeah, eating normal meat as opposed to human meat. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, there is that it thing... Depends whose meat it is, doesn't it? Yeah, as I say, sure, does it vary? I mean, there must be a difference between eating a supermodel compared to eating a big <laughs> sumo wrestler, surely. <laughs> yeah. Um, very different. I think Alan Partridge once had a similar conversation around that particular <laughs> topic about a plane crash full of sumo wrestlers and really thin people. And the... the <laughs> Appetites wouldn't be as big, but then there weren't enough of them to eat anyway, so it shouldn't make much difference. <laughs> um, 
All right, I think I'm going to go with the first one, and it's about whether eating a dessert first. Is some, have you ever done that before? Is it is it kind of a sin to? It's generally I consider that a sin having a dessert, having anything sweet before you eat your main meal. But sometimes, you know, when you're cooking and you, there's the tub of ice cream just sat yeah. there waiting for after. You know, I'm just going to have a little bit of that while I'm preparing my main meal. What do you think? Is that is that something you do? No, nah, never. No, nah, never done it. But never mind. You lie. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think I've ever eaten my dessert before my main meal. What well, do I do occasionally eat ice cream at unusual times of the day. I mean, I, I do eat. I will occasionally just go to the freezer and get some ice cream. <laughs> Two a.m. in the morning. Well, I mean, I don't mean sort of in the middle of the night, but sometimes I'll have it just at some point. I think, oh, I'll find some ice cream. We'll get a bit of ice cream. Right. Okay. Let's um, go with the first one then. Uh, for, for more weight, depending on my uh, dessert before my meal, uh, you'd be wrong, unfortunately. So again, how how would they have known? How would they have tested this cannibalism one? presume there must be people out there who are cannibals i would have thought really i think well, it's, Hall- it's halloween episode there must be <laughs> i think we all are aren't we um i, I, I presume so i mean I, I i don't particularly know that much about it mm. um i i i mean i once uh, i once met a cannibal did you enough. yeah yeah are you joking it was quite... oh, here we go. come on yeah yeah it's a joke yeah it's a joke, <laughs> it's a joke yeah. uh it was a cannibal yeah it was um he was stood crying at the side of the road next to this massive, great big turd. I said, what's wrong, mate? He said, I've just dumped my girlfriend. <laughs> Very funny. Thank you. <laughs> um, next up, what did Francisco Alonso do to win the award for peace? Was it for writing a research paper suggesting Apple should replace the gun emoji with a water pistol to stop glorifying violence? This was ultimately implemented by Apple, albeit not having seen that bit of research. Or... Was it for measuring the effects of shouting and cursing while driving a car? That because because yeah, I was going to say that that one's happened. There was a bit of an up, it was a bit of an uproar, weren't it, when they replaced the gun with a with a water pistol at what the time? Was, uh, um, yeah, I think they did it, but they didn't do it as a result of reading the research from uh, this this particular person. Okay. They just, they just did it anyway. And this was in 2018, did you say? It was given the award in 2018. It must have been around the same sort of time they made that change then as well. Hmm. Uh, probably, yeah. This person uh, could that, say he's been ripped I, off. I don't know, to be honest, because I never actually sent the gun emoji to anyone anyway. No. Not same. really the kind of person to do that. I'm not sure about it all. <laughs> no. Um, right, let's go with the second one then. And you remind me what it was, because I don't think it's the, the gun one. Okay, so I'm measuring the effects of shouting and cursing yeah. while driving a car. So so the effect on your, your mood, maybe, like whether it calms you down, whether it just gets you worked up. Yeah, pretty much, kind of, yeah. Does it make you a better driver, all that sort of stuff, I'm guessing. How, what are you like in the car? Um, I would, I'd like to say I'm fairly calm and uh, and, and placid, but uh, there are times where I do get a bit annoyed at other people's bad driving. What really annoys me is people who just don't look and don't see what's going on around them. Hmm. I nearly I nearly had a crash a couple of weeks ago. Did you? But I I performed an emergency stop. A oh, just emergency just stop. as you, just as you was told. Just well, not quite. I actually stalled it because I slammed the brakes on that hard. <laughs> um, I, I seriously emergency stop because someone just pulled out on me. Right. Uh, um, and it, if, if I hadn't stopped, I'd just run straight into them. Uh, it, and, and, it, and it was annoying, innit? Because it was your left of way. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, let's go with the second one then. Second one. Uh, you'd be correct. Well done. <laughs> what did John Barry do to win the award for reproductive medicine? Uh, was it for using postage stamps to test whether male sexual organ. Sorry. Was it for using postage stamps to test whether the male sexual organ. It's functioning properly, as described in their study, nocturnal penal time scene monitoring with stamps. Or was it for finding out whether pandas 
are more sexually reproductive when listening to Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> well, this is the issue, isn't it? Like, the, a few years ago, there was issues of getting pandas to do it, weren't there? Um, but now, they, they're, they're constantly at it. They're no there's, longer on the endangered species list, I think. Is that the right? There's too many of them. There's yeah. the, the, I've seen them walking around Chapel Town. They're, they're, they're shitting yeah. off the edge of the bridge, hanging around at bus stops. You're dressed as one. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there's some in Sheffield. There's some... Well, not, they're not pandas, they're, are they? But there's some... Giant, um, yeah, pan, metal panda things that they started putting on roofs of buildings, haven't they? Statues, yeah, around the new Chinatown area that, that has been built in Sheffield. I think to get them there, they have to airlift them. So it must have been a bit strange if you're working them on the buildings and just kind of like going down past one of your windows with sort of a 20-foot panda. I mean, but, it just imagine... There we go. Imagine the scenes if, if one of those had dropped. Absolute pandemonium. Hey. So let's let's go then with the pandas and the sex thing because I know that isn't a thing where pandas have not been that horny, have they? Again, are we gonna uh, are we yeah, gonna no. have more hits because we're talking about panda sex tapes here? Possibly. You've got panda on the bed behind there, I think. Oh, yeah. There is a panda on the bed there. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you can see it. On the bed it. as well. Oof. You can't. <laughs> you can't see. You might just be able to see a penguin over my uh, over my shoulder, but uh, I don't think the penguins. Yeah. I don't think the panda's visible on everybody else's screen. But anyway. All right. Um, you're wrong, by the way. I might be uh, pandas and Marvin Gale, unfortunately. Next up, what did Douglas Brown do to win the award for economics? Was it he chose a stocks and shares portfolio based on rolling a dice, with even, even numbers telling him to invest and odd numbers telling him not to? His portfolio increased by 8 percentage points ahead of its benchmark target. Or is it for investigating whether the, what the effect is for employees to use voodoo dolls to retaliate against their abusive bosses? <laughs> what, so if it, if it helped them to, to, to ease their own stress or if it actually affected the bosses? Uh, well, I, th- I think it's probably fairly clear that it wouldn't have affected the boss if you sit there and put pins in a, <laughs> a replica of your boss. Uh, I think it's more the effect on the employee. Did they find it therapeutic? Did they think it helped them? I don't know, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. It's very, I, I don't think voodoo actually exists, does it? No, well, um, not sure. It's a bit confusing if you're an identical twin and you're kind of getting some of that acupuncture stuff, whatever it is. Well, see, I, I was... Uh, you're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, to be fair, I was a bit annoyed with you the other day, Fisher, and... Uh, I was downstairs playing with, uh, you know, with Ada and so on. I, I had my voodoo dollar view out and we were playing cars and I sat yours in the car and tried to sort of impersonate a little bit of a car crash and uh, the voodoo doll had to do an emergency stop and everything. And uh, yeah. yeah, but you seem to have come out of that okay. Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, fine, not a problem. Oh yeah, I, I survived. I'm gonna, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say then it's the first one and it's the, the he was sort of basing his stocks and shares. Um, whatever he was doing on on a roll of a dice. Roll of dice. Uh, no, you're wrong. It was the voodoo doll. Uh, so final question, last one. What did Arika Horchini do to win the award for medical education? Was it for the medical reports? Colonoscopy in the sitting position. Lessons learned from self colonoscopy. <laughs> or was it for the research paper? Urination. How long and how fast? Which measured how fast men of varying ages could dispense half a litre of urine when going to the toilet. So they were looking at how... I'm confused here. So that, so either she did some research about self-colonoscopy. Uh, yes, people who gave themselves a colonoscopy in the seated position. Can't be the easiest thing to... Um, Lessons or, learned from self-colonoscopy. Or she was looking at um, how long and fast people wee for. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, urination, how long and how fast. It measured how fast men of varying ages could dispense 
half a litre of urine when going to the toilet. So it's like some kind of weird race, I think, by the sounds of it. Mm. And presumably it's trying to say can younger men pee faster than older men, or the other way around. Unless it's unless there's some kind of bell curve, it's the middle-aged <laughs> men who are really who, who can do the really quick pees. And as you tail off, and you probably have to train up a little bit to get to that standard. I don't know. Let Let's go with the uh, the peeing one. Peeing one? No, you'd be wrong. It's a self colonoscopy. Wow. Well, I think I got maybe half marks there, if that. Yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think she was actually pleased when she won the award. Uh, in fact, she said you can shove it up your ass. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that for sure. Uh, thank you very much. Interesting research, and I'm looking forward to future uh, features of the Ignoble Awards as well. Uh, so, yeah, excited for that. Anyway, uh, it's time for a word from our sponsors, and of course, it's a Halloween special uh, word from our sponsors this time, so here we go. Are you a ghost, monster, vampire, witch, or a zombie who have been inconvenienced this Halloween due to COVID-19? Try not to moan about it. <laughs> yes, even you, zombies. We are pleased to announce some new schemes, especially for monsters not including Tory MPs. <laughs> Vampires, you're entitled to a new scheme from Richie Sunak called Suck Out to Help Out. Just creep round to any free school male children's home in the early hours of the morning and help yourself to their blood. The government won't feed them, so you might as well enjoy their blood for free, thus freeing the state of the responsibility to fund their meals. Offer only available after sunset and before sunrise. Egyptian mummies. Are you sick of the lack of toilet rolls in your local supermarket to top up your mummification? Iceland are opening their stores up all the way through the night during replenishing hours for you to stock up before everyone else. That's why mummies go to Iceland. Witches and old hags. <laughs> are you sick of being told to shield and isolate? You no longer need to zoom down to the bingo hall on your broomsticks. In fact, you can bingo via Zoom, right from your own cave. Weekly Witches Bingo starts next week. Zombies. Are you sick of being told you can't mix in a group of more than six and having to socially distance? Not easy for a zombie, is it? Well, now you don't have to. There are plenty of Tory MPs and government advisors happy to meet up with you to break the rules too. Eat them for all we care. Monsters unite against COVID this Halloween. So just a quick look at the news then. Uh, and things that have been uh, going off. So, yeah, what do we want to talk about, Fisher? You know what I want to talk about? Go on. Marcus Rashford. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Came on as a substitute last night for Man United. Scored an trick. Brilliant. I mean, he's a footballer. A brilliant young football player. He's a footballer. Yeah. I thought he was a politician. Yeah. I thought he was technically he? running. I thought, well, he was, what you heard? I thought he was technically running the country these days. How's he found time well, to do what, that? What have you heard about him? Well, he's obviously uh, going. He's, he's sort of. Encourage. Well, he's not. He he was the one that's obviously been trying to get the uh, free school meals thing overturned by the government, weren't he? And he kind of successfully did that uh, in the summer, towards the end of the summer, um, or well, to start of the summer, weren't it? To try and get school meals through the summer holidays. Uh, and then the yep. government have basically decided they're not going to do that on this occasion through the half term holidays or Christmas holidays. So because of his kind of movement that he's got going, there's a lot of kind of businesses and organisations, even local councils and stuff, are kind of saying, well. We don't care what the government say. We're gonna we're gonna do it anyway, aren't we? And that's kind of rolled down to uh, Marcus Rashford, isn't it? Yeah, well done. Uh, he's led a campaign. Um, he obviously was awarded an MBE uh, a few weeks ago. 
uh, to which Boris Johnson uh, congratulated Marcus Rashford on getting his MB because of the way that Marcus Rashford campaigned uh, vociferously against the terrible politics of um, <laughs> himself, Boris Johnson. Uh, <laughs> and he, he's kind of kept up and sort of he's pushed for this. Uh, he's got a lot of local councils, a lot of local businesses pulling together to try and feed people uh, during the October half term and during Christmas as well is the target. I think he must be a he must be a real pain for politicians because he's not really trying to play politics, is he? No. He's not connected to a political party. He's got one issue that people actually probably genuinely care about, and I don't. I, I, there'll probably be a lot of people who say, "Well, some of the parents they go round and they can buy the fags and they can spend money on X, Y, and Z." Well, yeah, but that's not really the kid's fault, is it? Unfortunately. Well, so it's quite an emotive issue, and he's done a fantastic job. I'm glad you reminded me of this because we are a Chapel Town-based podcast, and uh, we our local Tory MP, uh, which, you know, we, we've not really had a Tory MP for a long time, have we? It's uh, only kind of happened during the last election, is that right? Yeah, I think last time we had one was probably about 100 years ago, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, so we've got a, a new MP now, um, Miriam Capes, and she uh, was one of the Tory MPs that voted against uh, continuing the free school meals program through the holidays and um, and and so on, and continuing with the voucher scheme and stuff, and and the way that she put it, uh, or her defensive of voting for that, was because she sees tackling poverty as uh, there's different ways of doing it, uh, a longer term issue oh, right. to be to be dealt with. Um, although she does need reminding that her party have been in power for ten years now and uh, overseen. Yeah. Uh, overseen all of this child poverty that's uh, increased over quite a long time. And so, I, I mean, you know, decided to, to sort of justify saying that, you know, we shouldn't... Well, the reason I didn't vote to continue with this free school meals thing is because I see a longer term... We need a longer term solution. It's not really solving the shorter term issue of children uh, being in poverty, is it? It's not really a good answer, yeah. is it, for, uh, for that? She is right in what she says, that there is a longer term oh, solution yeah. that's needed. But nonetheless, you can't ignore the short term as well. I saw her the other day, actually. Um, she was at the uh, local um, local car garage because she got a flat tyre. Uh, she didn't bother changing it, though. She said that'd be a short-term solution. Instead, <laughs> she just asked if there was any research to get tyres that kind of never deflated and didn't get punctures. And then, until that's been invented and she got one of those, she's just not going to bother repairing the flat tyre. So all, um, all I'd like to say to people who might be listening, um, who are in our Chapel Town kind of area and... Uh, you know, just just remember some of these things when it comes next time to to voting, because it's you know it's it's, a, it's about the kind of the kind these kind of issues, isn't it? And not you know like unfortunately the last election seemed to be a lot about Brexit, but um, there are other things to think about, aren't there? Yeah, well, talking about, but that's quite a good segue actually into Brexit and food, isn't it? Come yeah. to think of it. Uh, so did did you see the tweet from the Department for International Trade, um, who said that bakers used a lot of soya sauce in the first challenge on Great British Bake Off? So it's a good thing that it will be made cheaper thanks to our trade deal with Japan. Um, now, the, do you know what the slight problem with that is? Yeah. Well, there's quite a few slight problems. Is that the EU has already got a trade deal with Japan. So nonetheless, there are no tariffs on there at the moment. So the fact that the UK and Japan have got a trade deal in place, which obviously well done to the UK government on doing that, uh, it sort of actually means that we will only be paying exactly the same price that we're paying at the moment. So they're actually celebrating the fact we won't end up paying more. Um, I suppose the other slight problem is that the vast majority of soy sauce that we do get is actually uh, produced in the EU at the moment. Mm-hmm. And if we leave without a trade deal with the EU, then we'll actually end up paying more anyway. 
And I suppose the other slight thing is that it's called soy sauce and not soy sauce, but that's just a fairly minor point. <laughs> so, I mean, do, do you, I, I quite like soy sauce, do you? Uh, I had some tonight, actually, with my tea, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, 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 so, so the, the actual thing is that soy sauce could become more expensive, is that what the ultimate thing is? Uh, well, it's now not going to become more expensive if it's bought from Japan. Well, any well, but there's a trade deal with Japan, so there's no tariffs on importing things from Japan now. Mm. Uh, when we, but I suppose now more people, more people are talking about soy sauce, and it even featured on the Bake Off and everything the other day as well. There might be sort of you know less supplies out available, and people might be struggling to get the soy sauce, and also struggling with the fact that uh, you know we can't go out and easily get things we wanted to because of the old COVID restrictions and everything. I mean, what a way to kick a man when it's down. Hey. Do, you, do you get that? Kick, no? a kick a man when it's down. Kick a man when it's down. Kick a man. Kick a man. Go kick a man. Oh, all right, okay, yeah. Soy Sorry. sauce. Um, nah, yeah, sort of. <laughs> do you get, you yeah. don't get the proper stuff? No, I just get, well, I just get, yeah, Morrison's own, don't I? Oh, Morrison's well, own. that's it. Kick a man. That's because you're not, you're not with the brands, are you? No, I'm, I'm all right. I, I only eat soy sauce occasionally. But not, I, I'm sure I, I would like to comment on a fantastically good niche joke about soy sauce there, Jimbo, but unfortunately it's gone over my head a little bit. It took me ages to get there anyway. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Uh, what about the uh, Pakistan snooker player? Uh, okay, well, I'm going to tell a joke here, so uh, hopefully this won't, uh, won't go over there quite as much. Uh, there's, a, there's a snooker player in Pakistan who plays snooker in spite of the fact that he doesn't have any arms. I'm not sure if you've seen him. He uses his head to um, you know, manoeuvre the ball along the table, although the rumours are that he won't be able to compete professionally because the World Snooker Association has said that because he's got no arms and can't use a cue and uses his face to hit the ball, then that's not legal in the game of snooker. Uh, and obviously, in terms of that news, he'll just have to take it on the chin. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I saw this on the, on, on the Facebook video or something that flashed up as well. He's, he's become yeah. quite a, a bit of a phenomenon, hasn't he? But, you know, now he's going to have people queuing up to see him. Hey! Oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna start doing that again, Owie Fisher, from the early days of the podcast. No, I mean it's, uh, it's <laughs> we're not well, gonna start doing interesting because we're not gonna start with the old snooker puns. No, no, we because um, actually because it is Halloween and we started podcasting back again, I think three years ago, yeah. didn't we? Uh, if you remember, mm-hmm. and and Halloween was the first one we did because before that we did nine podcasts, uh, probably in two thousand and twelve, thirteen, I think. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't we didn't kind of. And then we just stopped doing it, and then we bought it back in 2017. And there was one of our very our, our podcast was quite different earlier on as well, wasn't it? It was we it was kind of pre-recorded, less conversational. yeah, yeah. We kind of did a bit of writing for it, and we did it in various segments. It was a bit more heavily edited and all that sort of stuff. And once when we were doing a bit of planning, we would start talking to each other about snooker, and we <laughs> almost wet ourselves with laughter <laughs> at some of the ideas uh, that we could get in terms of jokes about snooker um, and all that sort of stuff. I think it crescendoed when we told a joke about uh, someone taking a dump on the snooker table and said they had to because he was trotting cloth. <laughs> yeah, I think we stopped it, it very, right there, it didn't was, we? It was very funny at the time. Um, so talking about something slightly less controversial, have you seen that an Italian ice cream maker has regained the world record for the amount of ice cream stacked on top of each other? That's a scoop. The most that's ice cream scoop ballots. That, that's a scoop. Where did you hear that? <laughs> hey, thank you very much. He's... Uh, He's broke the Guinness World Record. Right, okay. Uh, Dimitri Pansieria originally captured the world record in 2013 when he balanced 85 scoops of ice cream on a single cone. Uh, Someone took it off him, but he went back and won it again. I think he did 125 uh, scoops on top of the cone. Uh, Someone said that's very impressive. 
how are you going to top it? And he said he was going to use some strawberry sauce and flakes <laughs> and some 100,000. Very good. <laughs> are we ready to move on? Oh, let's move on. <laughs> So, Fisher, it is time for a Halloween quiz for you, okay? Now, this isn't just a traditional Halloween quiz like, you know, um, I don't know, when did it start and all that kind of thing. It's a mm. quiz about... Kind of, of October. Yeah. <laughs> strange news stories uh, about Halloween from the last couple of years or so, and even quite recent news stories as well, because normally we're, people do weird things on Halloween, don't they? Um can yeah. I just go back to asking a question, by the way? Because there was you were talking about the snooker player and 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 him using his chin. Like that's not. Yeah. Surely he gets like a lot of. Because obviously the opponent players would sort of chalk up their cue, wouldn't they, and hit the yeah. ball. So would he? Would he not look a bit stupid and end up with like loads of chalk and paint <laughs> and stuff all over his face? Would he end up looking a bit silly? Have you been? Have you been playing snooker before? This podcast about you've got someone <laughs> in your chin in your nose. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, so that, that, this is the thing. So people do silly things on Halloween and so on. And, you know, there's some people like it and some people absolutely hate it, don't they? So, uh, it normally causes a few new stories and so on. So I've got 10 questions for you. Uh, you just need to tell me which is the right answer, um, of the two possible answers. Okay. So first of all, then this year in Tokyo, Japan, a new pop-up business has opened called Kawagarasatai. Obakiyakishaki. Okay. But what is the business? So what is that business? Okay, and I don't be Googling it. I mean, I don't think you're going to be able to Google it from that pronunciation <laughs> anyway. But is it A, a drive through car wash where you drive your car through a garage and actors pretend to be monsters or zombies walk around your car and splatter imitation blood onto the windows. Uh, but despite this, they do wash for your car for you afterwards, so you do get your car washed. Or B... <laughs> Is it a hotel themed around death where you go and sleep in coffins and there are like sort of kind of like uh, scary butlers and maids and things like that that wake you up? Um, yeah, waking you up, that's a bit strange. But they did take the lid off your coffin. Mm. Um, if you want to go with a partner, you get a double coffin that you can go Possibly. in. Or... No, 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 because no, they've, 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 they're quite strict at the minute, Fisher, at this hotel. And uh, particularly during the, the current circumstances and everything with the virus, there's no coughing allowed. Hey, very good. Um, oh, first, a car wash. I, th- I think it's I think it'd be the car wash where they cover your car in blood and then they wash it all afterwards. And you will be correct. I should have got some scary sound effects for this, shouldn't I? Instead of uh, clapping and laughing and whatever. Uh, so, yeah, you're right on that one. Number two. At the World Championship Pumpkin Weigh-Off Competition in California, what did this year's winning pumpkin weigh? So they have a World Championship Pumpkin Weigh-Off Competition in California each year. Okay. okay. So was it A, 567 pounds, which in kind of... I know people like things in kilograms and different things like that. I've gone for stones because then you can kind of you know put it against the weight of a person, uh, which is 40 stone. Yep. Or... £2,350, which is 168 stone. About 40 stone, about 168 stone. 40 40 stone is quite big, isn't it? I mean, that's... How much was... How much was Rick Waller when he was on Celebrity (laughs) Fat Club? I knew you were going to say Rick Waller. About 30 stone, I think, weren't he? Um, So, I'm... A pumpkin probably got just as much chance of winning uh, the X Factor or Pop Idol or whatever it is as well. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I... Pop pumpkin. uh, I know it sounds big, but I think... I think you could... I think... You might have something that's even bigger than that. I'm I'm going to say about 160 stone. 
Brave Money is the biggest one in the world. Yep, it's the biggest one in the world this year. Um, the world the world record is actually two thousand six hundred and twenty four pounds. Uh, so like a whole, a whole sort of three hundred pa- uh, three hundred pounds heavier um, than, mm-hmm. than that one. But yeah, that that's the correct answer. Number three, and a lot of these tend to be American or Canadian because they kind of love um, you know as you kind of yeah. the further west you go, the more they like Excess. Halloween. Um, a family in Ohio believes that they have solved the problem of trick-or-treating during COVID-19 with an idea. But what is the idea? A, they've set up an app where trick-or-treaters can book a time slot to pick up their candy from the doorstep so they can leave it on the doorstep. At that time, it'll be left so that you can collect it and then you're not having other trick-or-treaters stealing your candy and there's no, not having to sort of like face-to-face and all that. Or B, they've created a candy shoot, which is a long pole that can send sweets down the steps or driveway to trick-or-treaters through. Okay. Well, they were both um, voted against by Miriam Cakes, who said that it wasn't the long-term solution that they needed <laughs> in terms of feeding people on Halloween night. So, <laughs> I think... Uh, putting put the... Did you say the second one was putting the food down like a chute and it kind of yeah. appeared at the door? Like a yeah. pipe. It reminds me of a, um, a story about someone who was a heavy drinker who, years ago, I think uh, he has sort of a lot of... Bars almost used to have the shutters that you pulled, particularly hotel bars used to have shutters that you pulled down. Um, so if you were closing the bar for night, you pulled the shutters down, but there'd be gaps in the shutters you could get, you could see through there kind of thing. It wasn't sort of full of metal shutters. Um, and heard that uh, if you wanted a drink sort of light on in the bar, if you carried like a bamboo cane with that was hollow, you could shove it through the shutters, lift up the optics, hold the glass at the bottom, it'd pour down all the way, and you get your <laughs> drink out of it like that. Um, so a tip for people there. I think that. I think I think booking a, creating an app for it is quite excessive, and you'd have to do it sort of per house, wouldn't you? So I think it was about their. I think like... it was their particular house because it was a a well known house on the estate for doing Halloween really well, and you know what they're liking uh, over the western you know, Canada in America, love it, go all out on it and everything. So it's like a booking yeah. system to visit their Halloween display. Bit. Yeah, um, so it does seem quite over top, but then Americans are quite over top. So I'm going to say that, that is true. So you think it was the the app. Talked you into going for the wrong answer there. Um, yeah, it was actually the candy shoot, which is quite a simple solution, really. Um, that's what they've done. But obviously, if you've not got... I, that only works... <laughs> that only works if if your, if your door is above the level of where the trick-or-treaters are going to be. Now, if, you, if your door is like, like in London, a lot of them are downwards, then all you're going to get is other people's yeah. trick-or-treat candy. So you could just you know, get loads received, unless you're able to, like, sort of, like, blow it upwards up the pipe, but then that causes more COVID issues anyway, so... Yeah. On the... Uh, well, yeah, I say it's like the... Uh, yeah, like the... What's it called now? A dark gun or something, like a, dark, a poison dark, dark gun. Dark gun, yeah. yeah, where you blow into them. Yeah, the old pea shooters. <laughs> By the way, I, I just thought... I've just happened upon something on my phone earlier, actually, just just now, um, to do with the Halloween club, uh, football club badges. Mm. Can you remember these? Yeah, I remember doing that. I think uh, have, have they done I, it again I, this I, year? Apologies if we just kind of no, but I, I thought it was that stupid that I thought I'd give it a mention anyway. Yeah, because it's a bit of a Halloween tradition for us. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if, if you're right for me to mention it now or we'll want to mention it later on. Should we do it at the end? Should we, should we do it at the end just to wrap up the show if that's okay? That'd be good. Yeah, we'll do that then, and I won't forget. Um, anyway, uh, what did two thousand people turn up to watch at the Black? Fox, Fo- Black Fox, sorry, Black Fox Farm Distillery in Sask- 
Saskatoon, Canada in 2017 to raise money for Saskatoon Firefighters Pediatric Fund, which finances activities and resources that benefit sick children. Okay, so was it A, yeah. what, what was the event basically, what did they do? A, a £1,300 pumpkin dropped from 115 feet onto a Nissan Maxima car, or B, three firefighters having uh, sitting in a hot tub full of pumpkin juice for 12 hours to break a world record. Now, were the people sat inside the car at the time when the pumpkin landed on it, the fire brigade had to go and cut them out? Is no. that sort of part of doing their, <laughs> doing their job? It's a bit strange, wasn't it? I mean, I'm assuming it damaged the car quite heavily if it was a really big, heavy pumpkin. And possibly the pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, so I... The other option is to have sat in some pumpkin juice in a, in a hot tub, do you say, mm-hmm. or jacuzzi? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a hot tub. And you would be... Incorrect. So, yeah, they... Um... Yeah, they they did the old yeah, basically dropping a pumpkin on a car. Uh, they, again, it's an American thing, isn't it? They like kind of monster trunks, trucks and monster trunks. Yeah, I mean, I so. Americans are quite <laughs> not being quite large, but I mean, we're talking about um, sort of monster trucks. They like to to sort of drive monster trucks over smaller cars, don't they? They've got a strange obsession with crushing yeah. cars, I suppose. Um, next, I mean, I wouldn't want to park in America because you never know what's going to happen or Canada. Because it's where Canada. Um, so that when was it. Someone drops a pumpkin on your car. That was an event um, in Saskatoon, Canada, uh, where they were raising money that benefits sick children. And uh, once again, Miriam Cates was not in attendance. Uh, I'm joking. She wouldn't have been in attendance <laughs> anyway. Uh, next, Paul Masters, a paranormal investigator, recently expressed his upset over what? So he was expressed he was upset over what? A that Poundland have been selling Ouija boards for a pound, stating that he is gobsmacked that such an item was on the shelves, claiming they can release deadly demons if not handled by a trained specialist. Or B, he was annoyed that Saints had been included in the band group activities to protect, protect against the spread of COVID-19. He expressed that ghosts don't have COVID-19 and there is only a medium risk. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Thank you. Um, I... Oh. I, I was watching something the other day, actually, where they, they took people around some kind of hoard thing and they were allegedly playing a Ouija board. And you could basically just tell it was one person who was, like, rocking the table and <laughs> moving it. But I, I do vaguely remember, I think, seeing something about Poundland selling Ouija boards, presumably for a pound. So I'm going to say it's that one. Well done. You are correct. What have Amazon had to remove from sale this month? A, a Halloween mask depicting coronavirus... Or B, a selection of Halloween masks depicting Jeremy Epstein and Harvey Weinstein. So if your name ends in Steen, you are not a nice person. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just trying to think of people whose name ended words Steen at the moment. Uh, um, I, I mean, it's a common thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I think, wasn't there a, a couple of years ago, weren't there, with Tesco selling uh, Halloween costumes where you could dress up as an Ebola nurse who'd been to Africa? So that might be a question that's coming up, obviously. Um... Why would anyone want to dress up as Harvey Weinstein or Jeffrey Epstein? I mean, surely, surely they were those the, kind of like don't want they were those kind of like rubber masks. Yeah, I think well, wasn't he in the news actually? Wasn't there another appeal about trying to get Harvey Harvey Weinstein out of jail? And his solicitor said that unless he is released from jail soon, then he'll end up dying in jail. To which the answer is, so what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah. all right. Sadly, um, I don't think that's going to persuade people to release him. Um, I I I wouldn't be surprised if people did sort of COVID nineteen type thing, so I'm going to say it's the COVID-19 Halloween masks. Well done, you are correct. 
Uh, next then, number seven. A head teacher in Utah was suspended last Halloween, but why? A, a pupil was allowed to dress as Hitler for the Halloween parade, and he was allegedly posing Nazi salutes uh, to minority pupils at the school. Or B, the head teacher decorated a classroom into a bloody massacre scene, complete with imitation chainsaws, body parts, blood, and he was not being sensitive to the fact that there had recently been a murder in the area, which a family with connections to the school massacred. Oh, okay. Uh, so what was the first option again? Um, that a pupil was allowed to dress as Hitler for the Halloween parade and he was uh, allegedly posing uh, or doing Nazi salutes to minority pupils. At the- oh, sorry, that reminds me. Uh, Donald Trump's up for election next week, isn't he? Oh, um, is he? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Actually, just come think of it. This, this might be the last podcast we do where he's... Um, is that right? President, well, I, I suppose... Uh, well, that said, I think he'll stay. Even if he loses, he'll stay on as president until January next year. Oh. Um until uh, Joe Biden's inauguration, so Biden If that's the case, he's going to have a mad few months of saying as much stupid shit as he can, basically. And so more material for Probably, us. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it might be. He might no longer be the um, sort of. There might be a new president-elect come next podcast. See, Abba would say thank um, you for the music. We'll just say thank you for all the material, Donald. If that is the case, yeah. Sure, he'll still be contributing wherever he is. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to talk too much about the American election, but obviously it's, it's a very tough choice they've got between um, one kind of creepy old pervert against <laughs> another creepy old pervert. I mean, it's kind of which which one are you going to go for? Um, I I think in this one, I think I think it might be a people that dressed up as Hitler. Well done, you're correct again. Uh, next, then a branch of Kmart in Australia. Um, has had to remove a Halloween costume from its shelves, um, this was last Halloween, after it caused uproar, but what was the product? A, it was a costume named Wobbleboard Willie, which featured a white wig, white moustache and white beard and a blood-stained wobbleboard, on a, and, um, which is obviously an Australian instrument. Uh, it was alleged this costume was mimicking shamed entertainer Rolf Harris, if you'd work that out. Um, yeah. Or B, a child bride costume complete with dress, veil and headband. Was it was a child... Was a child bride, I presumably... Yeah, well, yeah. Like I a think, scary I think, child I think, bride. I think we understand what you're getting to, yeah. Um, well, is Rolf Harris that famous in Australia? I think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether he's more, more commonly known in the UK. Well, infamous now, I suppose, in the UK. I don't know whether he was actually that popular in Australia where he lived there or he was just kind of predominantly an English entertainer. I think he left there um, because he'd, uh, he got... He got, he got, uh, he got They caught him on a sex tape, I think. What hits? <laughs> <laughs> um... That is one sex tape oh, nobody no, needs to see. Yeah. Um, can we... I think it might be the child bride one. And you Hold would so. be correct. Well done. <laughs> I had to make up the name Wobbleboard Willie. Um, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> number, oh, yeah. number nine. Oh. Burger King, known for their clever social media marketing and advertising campaigns, have been running with a new campaign in Sweden and Denmark for Halloween. What have they done? A... They've been turning off all the lights in restaurants once an hour and playing Halloween music, turning on special projected holograms of ghosts around that fly around. Uh, when the music stops, the spotlight selects one customer who gets to open an envelope in which they win cash prizes ranging from the equivalent of £20 to £20,000. Or B, Burger King have set up a prank in toilets in certain restaurants where it's installed special mirrors and a sign asking customers to say and repeat the words cancelled clown three times. This triggers the lights to turn off and an image of Ronald McDonald to appear in the mirror horrifying customers. Ronald McDonald in Burger King. Oh. Um, that didn't... 
Oh, no, it might, be, it might be a question we'll ask at some later date, but uh, wasn't it recently the case that uh, it turned out that Burger King, for about a year, had been putting McDonald's burgers in the back of all their advertising shots? If you'd seen that. No, I hadn't seen it. But, yeah, I think so. I might, I might be making it up. Were they doing it on purpose? But, um, Is it... Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were trying to show, they were trying to subtly show that their burgers were better than McDonald's. <laughs> just have a, have a McDonald's burger in the background every time. Um, I think that, I, I think the first one sounds. I think there's a lot of effort going to the first one, and it's obviously quite, quite detailed. But I think they will. I think they are trolling McDonald's by again by putting Ronald McDonald in their toilets. And you would be correct. Well done, yeah. So um, they they did it to make a video out of it. So you know one of those kind of viral videos. So I think it's you could look mm. for it now on YouTube. And yeah, basically when they they see this the sentence to say and they say it three times, then Ronald McDonald appears. But I think they've done it because Ronald McDonald was kind of sacked, wasn't he? As the kind of image of McDonald's. I think they they they, they somehow stopped using him or something like that. Uh, which obviously they, you don't tend to see Ronald McDonald anymore with McDonald's. But uh, so I think Burger King kind of brought him out of retirement um, just to be. Typical Burger King, basically. Um, next then, number 10. A lady in Texas called Angela... This is the last one. Angela Neva has been in the news this week for upsetting her neighbours with her Halloween displays. But what were they? A, she had a display of imitation skeletons pole dancing in a skeleton strip club. Or B, she had created a monster 12-foot figure depe- depicting an evil Donald Trump. Complete with red eyes and the slogan, let's make America evil again. Uh, skeleton strippers. or what, what was the name again? Sorry. Um, Angela Neva. Or Narva. Neva. And she, she's someone's neighbour and her name is Neva. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's a problem, but that's a, the vast majority of people live next door to someone, don't they? So it's oddly, oddly uncommon. I mean, um, skeleton strip club or let's make America evil again with Trump. Um, I think... I think Skeleton Strip Club. Think so? Yeah. Okay, let's find out. Well done, you're correct, yep. Um, so, yeah, her neighbours were... Con- it was particularly the other housewives on the estate that were complaining because they were saying it was uh, this this sort of skeleton strip club scene was giving their husbands a boner. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> That's pretty much uh, all I've got for this quiz, this Halloween quiz. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, I suppose we'll end up doing another something similar, maybe, next year. Thank you very much. Brilliant, Jimbo. And we've finished on your boner. Fisher, uh, just because we do it every time, do you want to give a mention to the football club Halloween Badgers? Yeah, I mean, this is something the National Football Museum was trying to promote, <laughs> uh, Halloween and football, and they produced various badges for football teams. Um, so can you remember what Manchester United were? Uh, oh, Manchester, well, Manchester, Manchester, you're frighted. No, that would have been better than what they went with, which was Manchester undead. Right. Manchester City, um, Manchester Witchy. No, no. Um, I, I, I think you, I think they're probably on a par with Manchester Witchy. I think they went with Manchester Creepy. Oh yeah. Which again, it's not really that that close. I would actually say the next one is is is, is all right. Um, which is Brighton and Hove Albion. You know what? How can I not remember these? It's it's frustrating. I'm, I, I, this is the second time I've done this quiz, and I'm not. I'm still not going to get any right. Um, 
No, I, I can't. No. I, I, I would possibly even say that they've maybe not done it as well as they should have done. But for Brighton and Hove Albion, went with Frightening Ghoul Albion. Although, I don't know why they didn't just go with Frightening and Hove Albion as opposed mm. to making Frightening Ghoul, but there we go. Sheffield Wednesday. Now, I think you've said in the past it should be called Sheffield Wednesday Adams, but yeah. you, didn't, you didn't choose that. It's te- terrible as well, isn't yeah. it? It's not even very good. Well, which is yeah. oh, the whole it, point, it, isn't it? It is awful, yeah, what, what they went with. So, Sheffield Wednesday. Do you know what they went for? Can you remember? No. Well, to, to be fair, they redesigned the badge a little bit and removed the owl, and they, they called it Skeleton Wednesday. Oh. I know. But it's still um, good that they chose us and not, not the other Sheffield club. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I suppose this is back in the days when we were both in a championship. Um, <laughs> so it could be, the, could be the case now, actually, if they were to re- redo it, then they might do Sheffield United. Um, they might have even been in League One. Yeah, could have been, yeah. Could, yeah, probably were at the time. Uh, West Bromwich Albion. Uh, which Bromwich Albion? Uh, no, this went with West, West Bromwich Albion. Oh, nearly. Yeah, just put a T in there, basically. Um, <laughs> Liverpool. What did they go with? Bear in mind, Liverpool, it's got liver in it, so you could maybe do something about liver, I don't know. But no, they didn't. They went with something else. Liver ghoul? No, again, that would have been better. That would have been better than what they chose, which was lizard pool. Right. That's not even Halloween, eh? Yeah. Not particularly. No. And the badge, they've got a picture of a lizard holding what looks it's like about, some kind of... It's about as Halloween as your costume like that you've put on today that I asked you to wear. Yeah, good point. It's got Godzilla on there. Um, actually, I, I can see on the badge there that I've, I've not noticed this detail before. As we're at the top of it, it normally says, you'll never walk alone. Um, it's got, he'll walk all over you. Right. <laughs> that's the massive That's the massive Godzilla lizard that they've created. Um, Chelsea? No. Yeah, they've just gone, Chet Hell. Oh, yeah, I see what they've done. Um, although, that, they've, they've kind of overplayed this a little bit, because what, what, guess what they've done for Arsenal? Arson <laughs> uh, Hell? Arson Hell? Arson Hell, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and finally, finally, last one. Thank God, Everton. Uh, I can't remember this one either. No, you're not missing out, really. Everton, they've gone for. <laughs> right. So, so there we go. Have we mentioned we that pretty much every time we've done a Halloween thing? Yep, and I think it'll probably get a mention <laughs> next year as well. I mean, it's just out of all the pointless, stupid things I've ever seen, that probably is up there with one of the worst Halloween things ever. There we go. I think uh, what I'll actually try and do next time is. Uh, for the next episode is actually go and think of football teams with names that are far better for Halloween than the ones they chose. Good idea. And we'll see where we get to. Good idea. So Good there plan. we go. So thank you very much, Jim. I'm delighted that this is probably now my most prominent podcast, uh, The Waste of Web Space, as opposed to just the fish tank. So thank yeah. you very much for... You've, you've, you've gone for, over uh, the 68 there regular episodes. We haven't done any specials yet, have we? I think we did one special, maybe. We did We did a York, we did, we did Yorkshire special, didn't we? Yeah, 20, episode 25 and a half, I think we called it. <laughs> um, I, did, I came back on the fish tank for two episodes, yeah. two, uh, two end-of-year specials in um, 79 and 80. But nonetheless, as kind of its main thing, this is uh, this is now up there as well. So uh, what a great partnership we've been over that time. It's much, much easier much easier doing it with someone else than it was in my arm. Exactly. Um, well, as it was on the fish tank. Yeah, and uh, sorry about uh, Fisher's dodgy sort of camera today. I, don't, I can't understand why he's kind of been flying around the screen you finally stopped actually fisher for the last sort of maybe 20 minutes to half an hour you've you've, you've sort of stopped but there's no explanation as to why maybe you're just that scared of my halloween outfit that the camera's kind of flying you around the screen everywhere um once i've got like the bat flutter setting on it something i don't know um but thank you very much for listening um obviously go to our facebook page waste of web space twitter waste of web space ron you've got a youtube channel as well now um 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Just if people are looking yeah. for us, they've got a YouTube channel, maybe we'll put things on there eventually. Instagram account, Waste of Web Space. It's all there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, please check us out. Good. Write to us. We'll give you a shout out just as we did earlier on. I mean, we, you know, we've, we've got we've got kind of like Leanne Riley, um, who's been listening, uh, watching. She's kind of like our, our own. She's like our producer now because she told me about the episode number being wrong at the start. So I could change it right at the start. Yeah. So that's that's what it's handy for. So, yeah, anyone who uh, wants to sort of comment or anything, we'll give you a shout in the next episode. Um, but, yeah, thank you very much. Maybe send us your Halloween outfits if you've got your own. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go and yeah, put my. Ha- uh, I'm gonna put my Halloween costume on after this. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with washing your face because you're about to go and play football, aren't you? So I've got I've got about 20 minutes of scrubbing time in front of me, so I yeah. better go. How, how long's your football game gonna be? An hour. An hour. All right. Well, fair. yeah, probably justify spending 20 minutes getting ready for an hour's game of football. <laughs> I was gonna say if it was gonna be 20 minutes itself, then you're probably not worth doing you, it. You know what's gonna happen? I'm just gonna look really tired because I'm gonna be able to get the the white off okay, yeah. but the the black around my eyes, which is the hardest bit to remove when you put face paint on, that's gonna be there for quite some time. So I'm just gonna look really tired for yeah. a while. Never mind. Well, you've been hit in the face. Yeah. Well, that so. laser eye surgery is still bruised. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. Use that. Use that as your excuse. Right. Well, there we go. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye bye. Goodbye.